0: hey what's going on everybody it's your host norman murray welcome to another episode of the building bridges podcast for my regular listeners i appreciate you and your support but to those first timers we're on about 20 different podcast platforms just search for us by building bridges one act of love at a time if you want to hear and view some additional content there's a link right under the description of this episode all right let's build that bridge all right welcome 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 everybody to another edition of building bridges one act of love at a time and i have a special guest with us today let me just blow this up so everybody can see it he is none other than mark christopher lawrence you can see his accolades right there but i'm going to bring him on the screen right now and let him talk and tell us a little bit about himself and
1: introduce himself brother mark hey what's happening brother good to see you norm
0: good to see you can you tell the people, uh, uh, just introduce yourself to the people and tell us a little bit about you. I mean, I, that, that's I'm, the I'm thing be, I hate most. Is it really? Well then look, let, yeah. let, let, let me say a couple things. You have over 124, I wanna say it's probably more than that but actor credits, right? You, you've you done a five year stint on, on, on a TV show called Chuck. You are a two time now uh, Emmy nominated actor. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. Um, what? My first question to you, sir, is: What project have you ever worked on that you were so proud of, but maybe it didn't get the notoriety that maybe that it should have? Is is, is there a project like one of your favorites?
1: Uh, you know, probably I would have to say "Fear of a Black Hat." It, mm. it was it's a rap Spinal Tap. You know, we spoofed a lot of different uh rappers and rap groups and um it uh it opened on 10 screens nationwide <laughs> but uh you know it, it, we came out a little bit after the the chris uh, rock film cb 4 right and um you know in my opinion you know favorite Hat is a, is a better film gotcha. uh but they beat us to market and then and then the, the executive producers the production company they they were afraid because mm. Chris Rock's movie didn't do well. And so uh, they were like, oh, we don't know what to do with it. So it sat on the shelf for two years and finally it opened and they opened it on ten screens. And you know, clearly it could have done better. It was in New York in the in the, the village for like two for two years. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So yeah, you know,
0: I, I was thinking about that because I I know your history also as a comedian and an actor, uh, motivational speaker. And the one thing that really stood out to me is that even on your social media you know your presence of being a christian it's not hidden right it is you that is who you are to your core and i'm wondering if that being who you are to your core has that had any effect on you not getting a role or potentially turning down a role that would have uh uh panned out you know to the world you know something secular that would have been great
1: no, I don't think so. I think I think uh, God opens doors that he wants us to go through. Um, at one point I did a I did an episode of Touch by an Angel and I had the same conversation with with Delores because I you know i had watched her in Harlem nights. Right. <laughs> and she is so funny <laughs> in it, but cussing like a sailor. Right. And she 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 was a minister night and, and I said to us I, I said, "Hey, have you um getting any, you know, blowback from that movie I, said, I just watched it last night before I came here and she, she started laughing she said oh Lord she <laughs> says yeah they had me cousin like a sailor oh, uh, nice. and, and then she said to me she says are you asking me that because because you're thinking about turning down a job and I said uh not really I said but you know I said I said I'm curious about it and she says right. well look God ain't gonna open doors for you that he doesn't want you to go through and uh you never know why he puts you in a particular place." Right. You know, there may be somebody there that needs to see his love and his grace shining through you. Absolutely. And you know, and, and with that in mind, I just she she's, I just take every role that comes. She also said that that if, if somebody you know sees you doing a role and and they don't understand that that's not you, that those words are not your words, right, and that um, uh, that you are just working because you're an actor. She says, that's their stuff, not yours. Mm. She said, baby, go take your jobs.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's, and the reason why I asked that question is because, um, just recently I just released a, a, I also do audio podcasts, right? And sometimes I'll take these and turn them into audio, but I weekly, I do an audio podcast and I just did one and it was entitled, you know, not to, um, compromise. Right. Mm. and, And what it was it wasn't about judging anybody but it was more about Mm -hmm. if i am who i say i am and i'm going to stand for whatever and it doesn't matter what it is whether it's christ whether it's you know whatever it doesn't matter whatever the topic is but you shouldn't allow other people to compromise where you stand on something you Mm -hmm. know and and i i just felt that was just an apropos question to ask you because i know somebody's going to watch this one day and they're going to be like well this brother is a christian and he is this and i'm thinking about going into the entertainment business but i know how the entertainment business is or or how it can be or what it looks like from the outside looking in so Mm -hmm. you know i i just wanted to ask you that question um you know speaking of that um because of the fact that you are a christian you know and building bridges what i like to do here is Have a good conversation, but also bring the word of God into the mix as well. And uh, in Ecclesiastes three and four, it says a time to weep and a time to laugh. And I just believe that you have taken that scripture totally to heart because of what you do. Um, You make people laugh and in your comedy, it's clean. And so I wanted to ask you about that as well. Did you find it hard breaking into the comedy genre, at least with clean act and not being tempted to go another route maybe and you know because kevin hart is funny i don't care what anybody says he's funny but he but he's a different kind of funny you know what i mean yeah
1: yeah well see i started comedy in the 11th grade i was living in Mm. my mother's house right you know there wasn't no you know going out to the club and being dirty you know in the 11th grade it's like it's like i was more afraid of my mother than i was of the gang's in comedy so so um i wasn't going to take a chance on going out and being dirty and have one of her friends see me somewhere and go girl you need to talk to my christopher because he out there he's saying things you know right. i didn't want to did not want to have that conversation with her right and so so i've always been pretty clean um awesome. and then i worked with robin harris and robin harris is, you know famously funny right and you know died way before his time and and he Absolutely. he um it you know, was dirty <laughs> at the comedy act theater and then i'd do a show with him in a park on a saturday at two o'clock same exact act squeaky clean right and he said to me he says mark always write clean you can work anywhere right and that just made sense to me it's like you know if you write clean you can even work most of my comedy i I do comedy at churches mostly
0: right as a matter of fact uh, i believe you did something here in baltimore maybe a year or two ago prior to the pandemic in a church called uh, uh, Church of the Redeemed where my parents actually go to now and uh, everybody just loved the the work that you did and it it was just great and awesome but it's just amazing to me how people don't realize what you just said that if you write clean or you do certain things there's more doors that open up there there may be more doors open up for you and maybe there's a longevity to it as well that maybe
1: people don't see well, also, I mean, if you if you look at it, you know, Robin went on to say to me that that you know, if 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 you're working out in the middle of nowhere somewhere, and the sh- the whole show is filthy, and the audience is, is on that, you know, if you had to, you could right. dirty up a joke, but there's no cleaning up a joke that's dirty by premise. Right. So nice. if the premise of the joke is dirty. Then then there's no way to clean that up. It's right. like, uh, uh, certain things you can't talk about in churches, mm. you know? Right. And, and so when I write, I keep that in mind that, 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 you know, um, if I'm doing a church, can I tell this joke?
0: Right. Awesome. Awesome. You know, and then you, you alluded to earlier about being from Compton, right? I'm on the opposite end of the, the coast. I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Right. So, yeah. you know, so I'm sure we've had the same certain situations happen in our lives. Right. Cause you mm-hmm. mentioned the gangs and everything. Um, How did that play a a role on you growing up in that environment? Was it more of I'm doing comedy, I'm being funny, I'm doing something different to get out? Or was it just what you love to do? Because I want to be clear, I'm not knocking Compton. I'm not knocking Brooklyn because that's our homes. And I'm sure you go Mm -hmm. back down again. And and so and so do I. I was just there yesterday there you go and there are beautiful people there and there are people that are not doing negative things in those areas but i was just curious that about about you
1: um i don't think i that compton let me how how do i phrase that i don't think that that growing up in compton uh had necessarily an influence on the way i present my act i think what happened was yeah, we, we we moved to Compton in 1969. We were the second black family on our street. Ooh. So um, by 1974, all the white families had moved out. Gotcha. And um, it, I, I, I liken it to, if you take a, a frog and put it in a, a pot of water and slowly turn the fire up, the frog will sit there and adapt to the environment of the water. As it heats up, he won't just immediately jump out as if you threw him into a hot pot of water. Right. So, growing up in Compton and seeing that change, that was just the norm for me. Mm. You know, so it wasn't like we moved to Compton and it was already, you know, uh, gang infested and all that. Gangs right. started moving in, you know, gangs started being created while we were there. Right. And, um, as a result it's just this is the norm this is this is the way life is here and you know I'm just blessed to be able to come through it you know
0: right absolutely and and, you know similar again our backgrounds you you know you got me by a few years not 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 many brother just a few but the same thing where maybe you know where you had the Bloods and the Crips in Compton right And, and and other gangs as well but me growing up in Brooklyn we didn't we had gangs but it wasn't Bloods and Crips until later until until I became an adult somehow mm-hmm. they just had it migrated to the East Coast or at least as far to the East Coast you know believe it or not we had I know somebody out there know exactly what I'm talking about man we had Decepticons and Autobots mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, and they were out there killing people they were out there doing doing dirt so we just had different names, but it was the same thing. It was a gang. Yeah. A gang is a gang. I don't care if they're Vice lords, disciples, whatever. It is a gang. Is a gang, right?
1: Yeah. Well, we, so, you know, we 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 had we had Bloods and Crips and the LAPD, right, <laughs> and the Linwood Sheriff, <laughs> right. You know, it's it's.
0: Man, I'm I'm glad you brought that up, right? Because it's a time that that we live in, and so many times, like we'll say this in New York City, man. Sometimes the cops are the cops and I, I must say it sometimes the black cops is worse than the white cops, sometimes in in the black community
1: right what, so, so one of my worst experiences with a cop was he mm. was, was a brother right
0: yeah right and and it turns out it's it's about that blue shield and that or excuse me not the blue shield but the blue wall of silence and so on and so forth but um but it's interesting I like you said how we gravitated we adapted and we've you know come come out of that to a point where I don't hold any ill will toward anybody right it's just it's just what we went through as youngsters and adults and you know i was looking at one of your um awards right you have won an award for best supporting actor uh for the movie skin Mm. and and i looked at the movie and i was watching it and i was like man this is all right what what was that like even before you went in did you believe that the role that you were playing was even um would even be in the category to be nominated
1: uh, you know I, when i go to work i don't think in terms of, of awards i think in terms of of putting my best foot forward in the role mm-hmm. that i'm given um in that particular case uh i didn't have to audition for it or anything you know, uh, the director uh I, I knew through other people and he called me mm-hmm. up and asked me uh, if i wanted to be in this film that he was doing a little short film Right. that he produced, self-produced in San Diego. And, you know, it was nice to work at home. I try to work at home as, po- as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was an opportunity to work in San Diego and, and be a part of the film community in San Diego, because there's there's a lot of, a lot of short uh, independent films that happen in San Diego. So uh, just, it was, you know, my attempt at staying active in the community in which I live. Right. Um, and not just being you know a quote-unquote la actor um, Right. so you know when i'm working i just want to do my best work it's it's you know if you do your best work the awards and all that stuff will take care of themselves
0: right and and i gotta tell you you know for the people uh, we got a, a few new people that's just joined us again we're with mark christopher lawrence uh an extensive background i just want to show this one more time sir uh this 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 brother here has a A long career that spans over three decades for 30 years in TV and film, uh, won some amazing awards. He's also not just an actor, but he's a comedian and an inspirational speaker. And that's where I want to go to next. How does it differ between being on the stage as a comedian to then switching gears and being that motivational speaker to to help somebody or a group of people?
1: i think i think when you're when you're you know speaking to a group of people you know uh from a from a standpoint of being inspirational or motivational you know you're there with a specific purpose right and uh my comedy doesn't necessarily have a specific purpose every night other than to make you laugh right and you know i'm not trying to save your soul with it i'm not trying to you know pull you up out of the muck and mire what i'm trying to do uh, as a stand-up is for that 45 minutes to an hour that I'm on stage what I'm trying to do is to allow you to escape the things that are beating you down every day Mm. you know all the all the the pressure all the 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 problems all that stuff let's leave that at the door coming to uh, whether it's a church or if it's a club or whatever coming to the to the venue and just laugh and let that other stuff go You know, because we need a release and 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 I think that that comedy allows people to uh, have a release of uh, not just a laughter release, but a, a release of endorphins in their spine, you know, that right. stuff Absolutely. stimulates your mind and your body. And, and you need that to, to, to be able to, you know, survive, you know, right. especially now, you know, right now, you, you know, we're living in a very sort of di- divided world and, and we're living in a very, um, uh, tenuous moment in history. Right. You know there's there's uh as the bible says wars and rumors of wars there's plagues wars. you know and and we're living in biblical prophecy right now Absolutely. and and because of it you know people there's a there's a spiritual warfare that's happening mm-hmm. and it, sometimes you wake up and you and you have this pressure on you you don't really understand where it's coming from but you need a release from it and so Absolutely. as a comic my job is to try to help you laugh and 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 get get a momentary relief relief from that and um as a motivational speaker i'm usually coming to a school or to a church or wherever uh because they've asked me to talk about a specific thing okay you know and 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 so that is uh the angle that i come from and that's the difference in, in what i do I, I don't try to be funny when i'm when i'm you know speaking uh motivationally sometimes you know i am but right
0: but sometimes I it Right. Sometimes it's just a natural occurrence, you know, yeah. in the midst of whatever you're delivering. And so, with that yeah. being and so with that being said, it got me to thinking about what you just uh, brought up about the times that we're living in right now. And of course, if you are a Bible reader and a church read, uh, churchgoer, um, most of this shouldn't surprise us, right? Mm-hmm. Because we because we've read it and we're living in those end times, and and we understand that. But also it's it's also amazing to me how we do have some similarities in our upbringing uh different sides of the world or different sides of the country i should say but with that divide that's happening so i grew up in a place where there were no white people other than people that were in authoritative positions Mm -hmm. police school teachers principals and then politicians right Mm -hmm. so i didn't necessarily get an opportunity to be around white people or any other people other than puerto ricans until i started going to high school and working in manhattan so it was a difference it was a little not so much of a culture shock but it was a difference trying to understand different cultures and how to navigate now in your line of business for the last 30 years you have accumulated a group of friends and in your circle that is multicultural so when the situations like uh not just george floyd but uh rodney king and some of the others you know uh oh man just countless names right that have gone through how have how did you navigate through through that with some of your friends in your circle because i'll be honest i lost a few Mm -hmm. because of the fact that and it wasn't that you're white and i'm black but it was more of maybe maybe it was the understanding of what I was going through because I am that guy even though I'm in your circle but I am the guy that still tells my grown son be careful when you go outside my son is 30 years old with four children of his own and every time I see him I give him a kiss and I tell him I love him but be careful right I'm just curious how that worked out with you within your circle with of your friends
1: you know i i think i think i've i've been blessed to uh be able to surround myself with people that that are like-minded and um you know and i had one friend who who you know all of that was really bothering him Mm. And, and it wasn't from a standpoint of 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 understanding because he he was he was truly um uh, disheartened by what was, is, what what is going on and continues to go on in our country in regards to, uh, you know, uh, African American survival, right. and um, and he was coming from a place of how do I help? How do I get on board with this to help? And and what I said to him was was that you know you know me talking to you is preaching to the choir i said what you have to do is is you have to talk to your friends right that don't look like me right you know you you gotta get them on board that's how you help
0: absolutely you know you you said something that's so key because i work for a fortune 100 company i mean i still have a job right uh and the word ally was used so much in the last two years about being an ally and an ally
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: it's it's not my responsibility to teach you about me but i can all but i can give some information so that like you said i need you to stand up i need you to raise your hand and say hey that's not right i need you to do that right because that's what was going on because we can talk to red, blue in the face about certain things and nothing changes but if i get you to be an ally but i also need you to be an ally that's willing to speak up and for you to talk to someone and and let them know that this isn't right because so much has happened and um mm-hmm. and i was able to experience that i can honestly say that i was able to uh experience that on both ends of the spectrum too because you know i want to learn i want to learn a lot too you know I've, I've always been criticized a little bit i enjoy watching documentaries because that's how i get some information as well so oh, yeah I, I watch documentaries on the kkk on on white supremacists because sometimes i want to know what they're thinking because mm-hmm. it's no different than somebody saying that i love god i love god i love god i love jesus but don't think the devil is real wait a minute now right. hold up hold up you need information in order to defeat the devil you can't do it by yourself so you need to know <laughs> about him and all his devices that come with him so exactly. that you know how to pray so that you know how to go to the lord to get that wisdom and be able to defeat the enemy and so
1: exactly.
0: you know that that's just something that uh i just live by now i mean i wasn't always that way you know but as you come into the knowledge and understanding of who christ is and how he can help you you start to learn that and so man i i appreciate your, your transparency on that um it's just amazing to me how you could be in a circle of people and some understand some don't understand and then honestly you have those that don't want to understand
1: right it's right they would to dismiss not. it and, right. and 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 the ones that want to dismiss it sometimes you got to cut them absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. you don't have to hate them you know you, you got to cut them before you cut them
0: there you go <laughs> <laughs> Right. Before you get to that mindset, you man, I gotta let
1: you go. I gotta love you from a right. long distance, right? Exactly. Um, so, let, let me say this about documentaries too. It's like it's yeah. like I, I, I had this conversation with um, somebody about uh, uh, there's a there's a documentary about SeaWorld. I think it's called Blackwater. Okay. Or something like that. And um, you know, it, it they watched that documentary and it turned them off from SeaWorld. And I said, well, you know, here's the thing with documentaries. Sometimes the documentary is very one sided. You don't see the whole, the whole thing. The the documentary is showing you what they want you to see. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, with Sea World, you know, Sea World plays a huge part in the environment, helping animals that that get hurt and all that. And and in the community in, in San Diego. You know they, they're they are charitable and and all this stuff none of that is mentioned in the documentary all the documentary tells you is that you know they have these whales that that have killed a couple of people right and um so you know with documentary sometimes although you're seeking information you may just get one side of the coin
0: absolutely agree agree which is why so it is it, good e- even in reading a book i even tell people this about reading even reading spiritual books from pastors Mm -hmm. that you know or you don't know right try to understand that it's subjective to that person's belief at times not saying Mm -hmm. the scripture isn't right the scripture is right but a lot of the times a lot of the other language is based on what that individual believes right so Mm -hmm. so you got to make sure their understanding and their understanding their interpretation so you have to make sure that you know that you know that you know what you're reading so that you can go Mm -hmm. back and reference the actual source as opposed to just taking what one person says about x y or z right so right absolutely i'm 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 with you 100 on on that um but also let me ask you this man you are uh more than just an actor right you are more than just a comedian you are more than just a face that we may see on tv what is it about mark christopher lawrence that people don't know that you enjoy doing that gives you pleasure outside of the comedy or being in a public
1: spotlight Mm. i i I think i I think the only thing that i do outside of it is is um you know the thing that i like to do just for me right and um and and i tell you it's it's like it's like I, i think i've been maybe more unpopular because of that than anything else Okay. especially in california is is i like going to the range and shooting you know a few years ago i i, I had an injury I, I slipped in the tub and I, I do a bit about falling in the tub and right crushing my t11 and um so i couldn't golf so then um i started looking for other stuff to do and i started shooting uh as a hobby shooting sporting plates. right and you know that became fun and i like to do it and right and, and i think uh you know, most people when they hear that they think oh my gosh right he, he, he likes guns, likes
0: guns. <laughs> you know well well I can be transparent with that as well you know this this is so um because of the times also that we live it, it's a combination a little bit of a little bit of it is a time that we live in but then like you said once you get into it it actually is fun. I'm born and raised in Brooklyn New York until until into my adult life. And guns were readily available at any point in time, just like it is in any hood. But mm-hmm. I didn't carry one. No. Today it's a different story. You know, it, it's different. And so, and although you know, uh, um, I am an ordained deacon, I am in the midst of, of of being licensed as as a minister as as we speak. But we also have to be realistic and use wisdom with protection mm-hmm. of of our loved ones of our family and so on and so forth so so i don't look at that as strange but i do see how others do you know so um Mm -hmm. awesome awesome now another question for you sir (laughs) what advice would you give to that young it don't even have to be young i I realized that bernie mac and i think the young lady that's on that was on saturday night live i can't think her name tall uh dark skin oh leslie yes they started their professional, at least popularity side of their careers at a late age, a late stage. So what advice would you give whether the young, the old about entering into this business uh, and specifically being a Christian?
1: Um, I would say just, just if, if it's your dream, chase your dream. I tell people all the time, I'm, I'm chasing my dream until it starts chasing me you know and and I think you can't you, you can't um, not go after something that you really want to do because you'll have regrets okay you know and God doesn't want us to have regrets God wants us to enjoy our lives he wants to enjoy the things that that we want to do and um, if if you want to be an actor if you want to be a model if you want to be a singer whatever go and do it and and uh, you know, just keep a a good circle of solid people around you. It's like my my closest friends are not in the industry, right? You know, they could care less that I'm in the industry. It's like you know, hey Mark, uh, it's it's Saturday. I'm 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 doing a new driveway. Can you help me come and dig some of this dirt out? It's okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and, and and I can
0: say that you know, I truly believe what you just said. You know, because the fact that you're here with me today tells me that right you know we don't know each other we didn't walk up to each other on the street shake each other's hand but there was a there was an introduction to us and Mm -hmm. you know it worked out it it, it worked the way it was supposed to work out and I'm appreciative of you for that for being a humble person and and coming on on my little platform here right so I, I appreciate that because I believe that you have something to say I believe that the people that um that look like us and don't look like us also need to hear a positive uplifting message need to see Mm. that hey that there there are people out there that are working and loving their craft all while still loving the lord yeah and still moving forward with with life and 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 not being bound up by different things and so that's
1: that's important to me at least you know well like like zach levi for example who who played chuck on chuck Yeah. you know zach is a christian you know and and um when he's asked about it he talks about it but um you know for me uh, you know people, people say that well you, you only post like christian stuff and i don't that's not necessarily true that's not true. Right. I, I use my social media basically for for promoting shows and uh twitter was the first thing that i had and so uh i, I read you know the u-verse bible every morning you know the mm-hmm. scripture of the day i read that every morning right. and then i and then i read whatever else i plan to read but that scripture of the day um, I started posting that on Twitter when I first got Twitter. Right. And um, on the other platforms, I only posted gigs. Gotcha. And then when the quarantine happened, I didn't have any gigs to post. So I was like, okay, I, I want to stay in touch. So I'll, I'll just post this, what I'm posting on Twitter every right. day. right. And people liked it and would always comment on it. And, and some people would slide to the inbox and say, hey, Thank you for posting that today. It's like you know, I, I really needed to hear that today, or, right. or, or you know, that touched a, a nerve in me, and I'm I'm glad that you posted that, or whatever. And so then I said, okay, I'll just keep posting that on all platforms, right? You Absolutely. Know, and, and um, you know, one, it does two things. It 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 makes me make sure I read every day, right? And and if if God is trying to talk to somebody, that 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 swallow me. You know maybe it's this maybe he wants them to hear this or, or whatever that I posted that day so i just do it and and i don't even think about it i just do it right
0: and i, I mean and i've noticed that and, and and it's great and something that i do as well you know i i post a bunch of stuff everywhere i got a bunch of accounts everywhere too and what you said is exactly what i said in one of my last podcasts about the reward that i get right and so the reward Mm -hmm. for me so today um i'm doing video podcasts i'm doing audio podcasts i'm doing random videos here and there but i don't do it for fame for fortune for money for anything because i love to do it i love to spread the gospel but i love to bring it in a way that's uh um easily followed so for that individual that doesn't quite know or like well i kind of believe but i don't believe let me let me give you something uplifting let me tell you how wonderful it is right because that's what I can Mm -hmm. tell my testimony but one thing that I said in that podcast was that that was my reward when I get the what you don't see when you get the phone call when you get that text Mm -hmm. when you get the the inbox message and somebody just says and and when it's somebody you have no idea who they are they don't know you right you know and it's just like man I appreciate you doing x and I appreciate you saying this or, or that video hit home with me and you know and that's where the reward comes in at and right um,
1: you know for and, those that yeah go ahead and i'm taking it a step further it's like it's like uh sometimes somebody'll will, will post in the comments or post in my inbox you know um be, because in, in in my post uh the, i sometimes pose a question or sometimes i just make a statement right. and really that's just for me right You know, when you if you go and you look at something, I'm I'm asking myself this question, and then people start answering it. You know, as it applies to them, and so um, and I'm thinking about one particular lady uh, uh, who I've never met. You know, sometimes she'll post something in the comments um, based on what I posted, based on the scripture, right? And it makes me see it in in a way that I hadn't been seeing it. You know what I mean? So so. So when I say it's you know I'm posting it for me, I am because I'm learning too. It's like I'm I'm, right. I'm getting something out of it. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to convert anybody. I'm not trying to right. um to uh uh <laughs> you know drag people into right. kicking and screaming into Christianity. I'm just being faithful to God and to me. Absolutely. And the
0: truth of the matter is you we don't have a heaven or a hell to put anybody in. It's our exactly. job to, ju- to just spread the gospel and tell, look, I'm just telling you what he's doing great for me. And this is how I'm looking at it. And, and as a and as a fellow, uh, uh, as a person that's on stage a lot, you know, even for my job, I teach leadership training
1: hmm.
0: and standing in front of people is just just so happen what I do. And I stand in front. I teach Sunday school. I teach Bible study. I preach. And you got to understand people. some people don't understand that when you're doing that, you are talking to yourself. Because yeah. it, it helps you stay grounded. Because it, it, I can't tell you something that only applies to you. It has to apply to me as well. So mm-hmm. if I'm given a message of love, you know that message applies directly back to me as well. And yes. so we want to make sure that we we cover that. And I just love what what, what you said. And I'm the same way. I'm not trying to convert anybody. Yeah. The word of God does that all by itself yeah I can't save yourself that's right I you know, can't there's,
1: save there's you. there's only one there's that's only right there's
0: only one that can save you, you. Know? and and yeah, guess we, what we called uh,
1: uh, so you know, us
0: to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Yes. that's what
1: the words says. amen yeah you know I'm, I'm 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 not Christ by any stretch of imagination I'm not even a good Christian by any stretch of imagination I'm I'm you know the, I'm trying to be Christ-like right exactly <laughs> you know? that's, and, that's and, and, the and goal I, that's what we're and striving I fail daily in my walk right and 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 in my feelings you know it's like mm-hmm. I, I i i hit my knees and i repent and and move forward and know that the grace of god is there to to help me through it right. um and, and i think i think a lot of people beat themselves up you know if, if you slip if you fall and, and we do you know we're the children of god children slip and fall all the time that's right all the time all the time you know, just don't lay down there just get on up and ask forgiveness and move on
0: absolutely so i love to bring the audience into the conversation sometimes mm-hmm. it looks like you have somebody that you know nancy noble okay i'm gonna put it up on the screen for you so you can see i'm blessed and i was nurtured to look at a person by their actions that being said notice those who are target group wrongfully i've known mcl almost four decades how to see him a talented spiritual angel he is so talented in love my family admires his tenacity To do his passion but yet spread good vibes so thank you uh sister nancy noble for that uh comment anything you want to say to her
1: yeah nancy's a dear friend man it's 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 like um you know one of those people that that uh you know sometimes we might not we might not talk for for months at a time and then you know when we do talk it's as if it was yesterday and and just good people you know and and you know one of those people that that you like to have in your life that that keeps you grounded right
0: we all we all need those individuals and like you said you know even though you're in the entertainment industry you know your closest friends are not in that industry which i'm pretty sure helps keep you grounded as well because hopefully absolutely they'll hold you accountable for you and absolutely and not not for somebody that has an emmy or 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 work with a certain actor and say hey well you know he's this no that's my buddy that's my friend that's my brother that's my cousin and i can Mm -hmm. talk to him like a man and so i'm appreciative of people like yourself sir that um understand that you know one you get you only get one life
1: right and, and,
0: and two the fact that you've uh come into a relationship with christ and that you understand what that is and 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 you're going to keep moving forward and i and i love that about you um one thing else that I, I, that's really been on my heart um in the industry out of the industry has it been hard to make new friends? And what I mean by make new friends, whether you want to call them friends or associates, but as far as the trust value, the trust part,
1: I, you know, I trust people until they give me a reason not to.
0: Mm, love that.
1: You know, and 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 uh, you know, I feel blessed that I feel like I have a, a decent uh, uh, gift of discernment. Mm-hmm. It's like God has, has allowed me to see when people are not genuine and and and, um, and, I, and I pray for that all the time and you know, Lord you, you know open my eyes like, give me that discernment so that I, I know when I'm, I'm speaking with someone genuine because there's been a couple of times in my life where I felt for the okie doke right we, you know? I think we all have yeah and yeah. and so um, uh, I'm at an age now where where I, I see it faster right yeah, i've been through enough that i can say like, oh uh, i see you right i know who you are right away
0: i can identify mm-hmm. that very quickly and know how to deal with it and how how to move mm. and navigate around around you and or it whatever the situation is right right so, um that is great um what's next what and when i say what's next i don't mean like when's your next show i mean what's next for mark christopher lawrence what's next mm
1: that's a good one I, you know i'm always i'm always trying to figure out you know how do you how do you uh, better yourself and how do you how do you move forward and you know how do you how do you live life in a way that that's enjoyable mm-hmm. and and i find most enjoyment in working and so i'm always trying to find work and uh i said to a friend of mine last week you know, it was a really good week because it's like I, I booked a movie and you know just an offer and and uh, 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 six episodes of a new series on just an offer for Pure Pureflix, right? And yeah. um, you know, commercial and so it's like it's like the acting trifecta, right? <laughs> and, All in um, one. right? And and uh, so for me, it's it's just about you know keeping that ball rolling, especially after we've had this big sort of shut down that happened right you know and and now you know we're able to um get back into a place where where the industry kind of knows the protocols that need to be in place to help us continue to work safely and so for me it's 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 uh just trying to stay motivated in the grind and uh, in that reinventing myself um, i'm starting to direct now and so I'm, right. so i'm just looking at more projects to direct and that sort of thing right. and um and enjoy life a little bit you know it's like it's right. like if, if if you can't have fun doing it then it, it's probably not for you right that's cool
0: you know and speaking of the directing piece i did read that you also you know i I was looking at your credits man i'm like man this brother did a lot you know you've done a lot and you've not only moved from the comedic side from the acting side but i saw some credits for you writing as well as producing so how what's the biggest difference in being behind the scenes versus being in front
1: um i you know i i I think you know as a writer I think I think you 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 try to find a way to uh, create content that that people are going to enjoy and but also content that that you enjoy doing um you know for me it's like I know what my strengths and weaknesses are in the writing realm and and and, and so I'm good with coming up with a with a great idea and getting getting that down on paper as a solid base but then I'm smart enough to know that I second-guess my dialogue so i I connect with other people to write with you know um one of my best friends rusty kind of uh you know he um wrote a lot of dave Chappelle's show he wrote *Fever black hat and so um you know we're pitching a show together and it's it's um it's it's you know for me it's it's a great way to to try to keep working and create a vehicle for yourself and, and i always tell people that if you if you can write and don't then you're doing yourself a disservice you'll go ahead and write and write a vehicle for you to be in
0: right there you go yeah makes per- makes perfect sense you know because I, I i was thinking about that because i see so many people and i'm not talking about you know uh, i don't even know what name to throw out like like a will smith for example right ha- who has had so much success with box office and other you know his music oh yeah and so and so the not so much that the dollar amount is so high but the what he's done already you know does it even does he have a mindset to want to write produce and things like that and then i always Mm -hmm. thought that was it hey if i can get behind the camera do less work and people and i try to tell people i don't know if it's less work it might be you know you know what i mean it might be more work more hours the actors are going home but the producers and the writers are still in the office and still trying to iron things out so it's right. just, a, well, just well a i
1: mean job. like like for a director for example when, when a director directs a project mm-hmm. then you know he's got to sit with the editor you know through that first cut to, to get it to where he wants it to be and then he lets the editor go and tighten it up you know unless it's somebody that he's worked with many many times and, and knows that that first cut is going to be fine without him being there but most directors sit through that first cut and, um, you know, you figure you got footage from two or three different cameras and it's tedious and it's long hours and, and, you know, people don't see that part of it, it's, it's a lot of work. You know, like, like I I was, I was laughing on set yesterday that, that, you know, we had a, a makeup artist that was kind of lazy, you know, it's like, you know, it it was an easy day for him because it was only one actor. I was the only actor there that day. Right. You know, and so it was all day. And I said, I said, but what what that person doesn't see is, I, I told him, you know, at the top of the day, hey, I sweat, so you know, stay close. Right. And so, um at one point, he just comes and hands me a tissue and walks away. <laughs> and so, so the the, the sound guy noticed it and started laughing. He says, he says, you're doing all the jobs. I said, I said, job. yeah. I said, yeah. I said, but what he doesn't see is that, okay. I, I I was up last night with the lines and then today I'm dealing with, you know, the business that comes with uh you know, what I'm physically doing in the scene. Right. And then there's some, an imaginary piece to it that I gotta deal with the business of that. I said now you add it to my workload by handing me a tissue to to take care of my own makeup situation. Right. right. Um can I, get part, can I right. get part of your check? Can I get part of your check? absolutely so so there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it like like when you look at an actor who's a lead in a series for example generally a lead in a series is in almost every scene right and so when they leave the set tonight late at night they got to go home and memorize all the scenes for tomorrow
0: right
1: you know and as an actor that's what you do it's like it's like the work doesn't stop when you finish shooting shooting that day you got to go and get those other words in your head Right. You know, people don't see that part of. It. They just see the finished product. And
0: right. You see. It you you see the 17 19 minutes that actually aired. If it's a thirty minute show, right?
1: Yeah, twenty two like
0: commercials, twenty two minutes, right? And, mm-hmm.
1: and
0: not realizing that that twenty two minutes took whatever weeks to get done right the right way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Listen, I want to be respectful of your time, sir. Um What? has been the most if you want to speak about it the most trying time that you've ever gone through in the industry but maybe it overlapped with personal life
1: question I don't know that I don't know that that um you know something in the industry has really affected my life but sometimes things in my life may affect my work in that my focus is not there because I'm worried about something in my life you know something in my life you know it's like if I'm worried about that and I go to an audition then chances are my best foot is not forward at the audition because I'm thinking about this other thing And, and you know so more more times than not uh if there's if there's that dynamic going on i don't get a job right you know and so you so you got to try to leave your personal life at the door when you go to work you know and 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 and, and when i say work i always call the audition the work because once i get to work at once i get the job i'm just playing right you know it's just fun and so so the work you know going to work it's like it's like you need you need your focus you need to be able to to just okay focus let this problem go away same thing as as with with comedy you know for that time that you're on stage you know myself and the audience you know my goal is to let all of us forget about all this other stuff right for that short period of time and so uh as an actor you you got to try to separate that when you walk into that room all that other stuff has got to go has got to go away
0: right you know, and that, and as we close out, sir, I, I just literally was thinking about that, about taking your mind away, and and how you, in your comedy, that's where your focus is at. That you're pulling people out of their their everyday norm for for that short period of time, right? Give them some mm-hmm. laughter. And I think about that in the communities that we grew up in, Compton, Brooklyn. You know, we can ha- name them all across the country because you've traveled probably like I have, and and there's the hood is everywhere, right? In every state <laughs> you go to, the hood is everywhere, right? Somewhere every country. Every country. So so even in the church, right, it's a different dynamic, too, because the church that are, the churches that are planted in those areas mm-hmm. in a sense is doing the same thing. You know, they have that two hours, three hours, four hours of, of they get an opportunity. We get an opportunity to praise the Lord and, and have a good time. But on the outside of that door, life is still waiting for us. Yeah. And one thing that I, I have learned over the years is that as long as I have Jesus, as long as I have the Lord, it doesn't even matter what's outside the door, whether mm-hmm. it's all uh, or, you know, flowers and lilies or it's gunshots going up and down the block and drug dealers mm-hmm. at the third. And so um, just the fact that you said that it just took me to that place of zen so to speak because i know there are many people out there that live in tumultuous situations but when they get a chance to get into the church it takes them away from that for a little while you know what i mean it gives them hope again for tomorrow or for the next time they come back to church and so Mm -hmm. i appreciate you uh doing that in your comedy and and, and in your work Uh, to the people at home god bless you i appreciate you i want to show i want to share my screen one more time and let you see that in order to follow this man you what you can do is go directly to his website all right which is hang on let me get that little banner out the way as well markchristopherlawrence.com and there you can see all of his work you can see his bio his tour dates uh the comedy everything about him is right there Mark Christopher Lawrence mark uh what parting words would you like to say to the to the awesome folks uh for building bridges and you know what for your world as well because we don't know who's going to see this
1: this right um well first of all you know just when you go to my website go all the way down to the bottom and follow me on social media uh especially instagram uh but 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 in a parting shot i'd just like to say to everybody you know we're living in a very tough time right now and reach out to people that you haven't heard from you know, I've, I've lost 20 people since March. Wow. And it's, it's a daily grind. And one of them really, it really bothered me more than others because I had been thinking about him and didn't call him. And he's the kind of person who, who would show up at events and, you know, uh, uh, so reach out to people that you know, and you haven't talked to them in a while. Go ahead and reach out and 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 love on each other, you know, and stay happy and healthy and safe.
0: Absolutely. Mark, I appreciate you, man. Again, I'm saying it in front of the world. I am indebted to you, my brother. I appreciate you coming on here, man. You're not taking a few minutes to talk to the people, man. I tell you, i to the church
1: and have them bring me in.
0: Amen. Amen. (laughs)